from the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for this week five of the National Football League. I'm your main host, Jeremy Schill, and the, my co-host is... It is uh, Luke Morrow. I, here I am. Did you forget your name temporarily? No, it's just always, it's just always uh, it's weird to introduce yourself. But it's weird to introduce you yourself. Go. Well, he's in Charleston, I think. Are, are you in yeah. Charleston? Yes. Today I am, yes. Okay. Voice of the Citadel. Can I just say something about Thursday? Yeah. There was some great golf play at the Shriners Children's Open. <laughs> there was some great preseason basketball played. Jalen Brunson's debut with the Knicks. Um, can we throw that game in the in the trash can? Yeah, please. <laughs> no reason to ever rewatch that again. I feel horrible for any Colts or Broncos fan that had to watch that game. Like I apologize on behalf of you. No one should have to watch that game and. What I think was interesting as I was reading the tweets is you can see Al Michaels going, this is what I signed up for, and Kirk Street going, I've seen many of these. <laughs> I've seen many bad football games. There was a season, I think it was two seasons ago, where the average margin of victory during the regular season for he and Chris Fowler was 26. Oof. Yes, 26. Six. Him, Kirk, and the Bears started taking bets internally, like jokingly. I'm like, all right, are we going to be over under our 26 this week? And then the number kept having to be readjusted. That is, that is bad. That is bad. Yeah, I will say the difference in those types of games would be at least like one team is probably playing well to be able to go up 26. The problem with Thursday night, I have no problem with a football game if it's going to be 12-9 and you're not going to get a touchdown as long as it's like uh, good football. You know, maybe it's good defense leading to that. That was not the case Thursday. That was just bad. Those were just bad teams that couldn't move the football or score, which made it so ugly. Uh, at least if you get a 26-point game, like, yeah, one of the teams looks pretty good. Neither of those teams looked good Thursday. That was just brutal. Uh, and it was so uh, humorous for that game to go to overtime and give us even more of that matchup Thursday night because it was so horrendous. How about we talk about the 2-2 two and two Jets? I see, I see an opening here. Mac Brown. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, not, uh, see, I've got my head in college now. Mac Jones is hurt. Um, Brian Hoyer is okay. This Jets offense, I think, is in a rhythm. The defense, I think, is, is fi- you know, fixing some holes. Now, something to watch. Dwayne Brown. Is back or or, or or Lane Brown? Excuse me. I, I I may make some pronunciation mistakes here on the show, so please help me, Luke, or anybody out there who can help me. Back on that left side of the line, Vera Tucker moves back to the right. His third different position in three weeks, but they're getting pieces back to protect Zach Wilson. That's been the one gap. Can you protect Zach Wilson? They upset 
the Steelers last weekend, and I think you're in for another really competitive game today against this Dolphin team. Look, my heart and prayers go out to uh, Tua as someone with a head issue. Uh, thankfully, not a DBI, we think, but, but somebody who has a, a head issue. These are not things to fuck around with. And I, and I hope that he has all the best care that he can get down there in Miami um, and that his well-being is, is uh, first and foremost with how they treat them. You've seen Teddy Bridgewater. He's quarterbacked your teams, correct? Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, so, uh, so this isn't like they're bringing in a nobody, but I just think that the, that the talent that the Jets have with Zach Wilson back in rhythm could be too much for this Dolphin team. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I flip-flopped on this game. I was really big on the Dolphins earlier in the week, and I thought, oh, yeah, even though they're favored by three and a half on the road, I, you know, I thought they could win big. And then as the week went on, I don't know, I started to switch over. I think I, think I like the Jets today uh, at home against this team. The thing with Teddy Bridgewater is it's pretty vexing to watch him as a quarterback because he's good enough to keep you in a lot of games. He's not quite good enough to get you over the, the hill. And when he was with the Panthers... Uh, that was most noticeable were how many close games they lost because he'll, he'll keep you in a game, but then it comes down to one possession in the fourth quarter and he right. can get the job done. That one play, when you need that one play. Exactly. So now you have him on the road. He's been really good as an underdog. He's not been very good as a favorite when you're expecting something big from him. So on the road against the Jets today, I think I'm with you. I think I like the Jets uh, to get over 500, especially with the way you know they looked uh, at the end of that game with Zach Wilson last week. And I'm going to tell you a little tidbit of knowledge for you. Wind should be dying down, but there is a breeze today. So experienced kickers um, could have an advantage, and it is going to be chilly. That's an advantage for the Jets, not the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, the same Miami. Yes, yes. We we talk about, you know, guys going to Florida and, and... and, you know, having to stay hydrated. Not the issue here. Vikings-Bears, old-style NFC North battle. That's frankly about all I know about this game, so inform me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know how exciting it's going to be. Look, the Bears are one of the most boring teams in the league. That's my point. Like, 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 why would I be reading or watching any Bears content? No, you shouldn't. Uh, I am going to be forced to today. Yeah, so so tell the folks out there about this game. A limit to that. There's a certain point where even he wants to take his foot off the gas, it seems, each week. So it probably won't be a very exciting game today between those two, maybe lower scoring. I think it will be close. I think the Bears will find a way to keep it close. But the game at home, if you're Minnesota, you should win. The Vikings are already off to their best start in six years. They could be 4-1 and one by the end of today. You're more than a touchdown favorite. you got to beat Chicago at home today. Uh, the one, I, I will just say, we don't need to spend much time on this, but the one concerning thing is just the Bears have been able to run the football really well this year, especially in the red zone. That's been kind of the weakness of the Vikings is slowing down the run, especially in the red zone. So that's the one maybe saving grace for the Bears today. I do think they hang in there, but if you're the Vikings at home, eh, this is a must win, and uh, you better get the job done today and get to what would be 4-1. and one. Dwayne Brown, he plays left tackle. That's what got me a little... You know, 
twisted there, but that's the name of the player that I was referring to earlier and got there. Um, if you were, now hear me correctly, if, if you were not a Viking fan, and this is a quarterback matchup between Kirk Cousins and... Yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. And Game Pass gave you the option of watching a quarterback matchup. How much would I have to pay you? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I still feel, even as a Vikings fan, I still feel like I should be paid to watch uh, these two quarterbacks today. Um, I don't know if I could give you a number. That'd be a good question. I have to think about it. But if we were ranking quarterback matchups today, I do think it'd be towards the bottom because uh, Kirk isn't very exciting. And Justin Fields, the crazy stat is Cooper Cup has more catches than the entire Bears team. It's ridiculous. They throw it seven times a game, the Bears, this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cooper Cup has more receptions than the entire Bears team? I believe so. Okay, then. Okay, then. Is uh, 33rd, I believe, if this is still true, this was the case a week or two ago. He's 33rd in uh, pass attempts. There's only 32 teams. Uh, a backup quarterback has thrown more than him this year. So it's been an interesting um, offensive approach this year for Chicago with their young quarterback. Can I talk about Tiger Woods for a second? Oh, sure. I read a lot of gossip about him uh-huh. over the last, uh, I would say, 13 years was not my intention, folks. He put himself in those situations. Right. If you're a Bucks fan, how much are you paying attention to the New York Post and page six and what's actually on the field? Because I look at this Falcons-Bucks game, right? And you've got Cowboys-Rams in a game where we've got some injured quarterbacks for the... Cowboys, we know how they're going to try to get it done against, you know, with Zeke and with power and try to somehow stop Cooper Cup, who's just running all over the place. But I look at this Falcons Bucks game and I go, this is a Bucks game that could be lost because of stuff off the field, not on the field. Have, have the same feeling or am I in outer space? I don't have that feeling today. But I do think it's a fair point. I was wondering where you were going with the Tiger Woods segue, and uh, I think it's a good, uh, uh, it was a good transition or a good uh, comparison. As a Buccaneers fan, yeah, you do have to be concerned about that. Now, look, I thought Brady played well last week. Personally, he had no run game, and the defense didn't do very well, but, but it is a concern um, what he has going on here. I mean, he wasn't at practice again Wednesday this week, which is typical. Todd Bowles missed time this week, that coach at practice. So they got a lot of noise going on. Noisy teams, usually, that's not a good thing in the NFL, especially when the noise is coming or involving your quarterback. I will say, though, if there's one guy that could handle anything going on in his personal life and still play great, I imagine we all assume it'd be Tom Brady, so we'll see. I think the Buccaneers will be fine today. Uh, this game may be closer than people think, but I, I do think they win at home. But in terms of just the long term, yeah, whether it's between the injuries, even the little Bruce Arians drama this year with Tampa, Brady and his personal stuff, there's just a lot of stuff going on with the Buccaneers right now, and we'll see if they can um, steady the ship, I guess pun intended, and uh, uh, get things right this year, but but not a great start. We'll see. I, I just don't see Brady losing three straight games, so I think they win at home. Yeah, I, I just don't... 
One of the things, Tiger in 2010, was it? Gave an exclusive interview to Doug, to Doug Ferguson of, of the AP. And this is before Tiger's back issues, folks. So just, just keep that in mind, okay? 2010. And Tiger didn't divulge much, but he did say to Doug, who's covered his, his whole, you know, uh, professional career, said, it's got to be weird to be traveling around with, n- normally it's just Tiger, uh, his caddy, sometimes Mark Steinberg, sometimes a, a, a trainer or, 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 or physio. Now he's got, you know, health specialists with him and all that jazz. But... Normally, it's a very small crew, right? And then if his family wants to join, his family can join. But it's a very small crew. It's got to be weird having divorce lawyers with you from, from stop to stop as, as 2010 went forward. He said, yeah, it was a really, it's been a really hard, odd, bizarre year. And you just wonder who else is in Brady's traveling clan to these games. Not at the game site itself, but in the, but in the team hotel. Yeah, and just everything else. I mean, you know, Brady, of all guys, the amount of work he puts in to get ready. And now you, you get during the week and you got to talk about this other type of stuff or you have these meetings or you're just trying to figure things out personally with your wife for the time being and your kids. Uh, you know, we never focus on what these athletes have to go through in their personal life and their personal stresses. A star like Brady, that's all going to be on the forefront. But we'll see how he plays. Like I said, I might play well someday. I imagine he'll be okay. Um, but but absolutely, it is a big storyline to, to continue to track for Buccaneers fans or football fans to see what, what happens here with Brady and his, and his personal situation, unfortunately. We're going long, which unfortunately is what this show does from time to time. The fifth game for me is a tie between Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. I frankly will not be watching Sunday Night Football because I'll be I'll be watching baseball. Uh, and the game with my dad, who's a Met fan. But for me, right, Bengals, Ravens, and you look at what Lamar Jackson is doing, and there's no rain in this area. This is dry ground, and there should be good turf at M&T Bank Stadium. Some of the rushing numbers, does he also have more rushing yards than, than, the, than, uh, than the entire Bears team? Well, that's the one thing the Bears do well, so maybe not, but he's having a heck of a heck of a year. Right, right. Well, right. That, that was purely for a comedic joke of which... Of course. Uh, with stand-up comedy, as Luke knows, is not my future. But that game and the struggles, the Bengals, not struggles, but just the, the eye-opening issues the Bears have had. Sorry, the, the uh, uh, Bengals have had. Can't keep my, my, my mouth straight. And a point I made on this show, I believe last week, that I thought that the AFC West was a toss-up and that we were going to find out quickly what happened with the Broncos. Well, I think we found out quickly what's happened with the Broncos now that they have an injured quarterback. Hello, Chiefs Raiders. Yeah. So that's a tie, Luke. Take take these two games however you want and go for it. Yeah, I mean they they are interesting matchups. Uh, you know, we opened the the show talking about uh, 
miserable Thursday night game, which on paper in the offseason looked like a good game. These are two good games. I think the Ravens tonight on Sunday Night Football, uh, I think this is like a revenge spot at home against the Bengals. Um, and uh, for the Ravens, as you said, Lamar Jackson is playing really well. Uh, Cincinnati is has been a little bit of a mess. Monday Night Football is intriguing as well because if you go back and you look, uh, the Chiefs have done great scoring points against the Raiders, um, but the Raiders have hung in there in these games. So Kansas City is like a touchdown favorite uh, tomorrow night. I think it would be a little closer than that in Kansas City. Uh, but I do like the two home teams, like the two favorites. I think the Ravens take care of business, the Chiefs take care of business. Both have two of the top quarterbacks in the league that I think will play well. And I think in both these cases, look, big divisional games. The Ravens will take it out on the Bengals for what occurred a year ago. And I think the Chiefs will, um, that game will be a little tighter tomorrow. The Raiders will hang in there, but the Chiefs will find a way to win. And hopefully both games are better than Thursday. Please. Or else ESPN's will we'll get a really good rating for baseball tonight. Yeah. In <laughs> game three, that's serious. I mean, that'll be way better. Look, we've reached the end of our show. Oh. Hey, we're only two minutes over. It's a minor miracle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, game of the day. There you go. Sleeper game. Sleeper game. Um, hmm. I'm scrolling through right now. Uh, I know. There's there's a lot of these. I mean, look at this Giants-Packers game that as we, we record is now 2020. Yeah, that's true. That's been a really interesting game over there in London. Sleeper game, I'll just say Lions-Patriots. I know they're both 1-3, and three, um, but I'm intrigued by it because the Lions have scored more points than anybody. Now they go up against Belichick. They play a lot of close games. The Patriots hung in there last week. For some reason, that game intrigues me. I'll be paying attention to it. The them. Lions offense. If any of you had the Lions offense in some pool or some parlay or some whatever to score points, that's been your team. <laughs> Jared Goff and the boys have just been tossing up TDs like it's nobody's business. Um, my sleeper game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist this segment twice. Thursday Night Football is the game that put me to sleep. Oh. Now the game to watch golf during. And can Tom Kim... That's his name. He likes Thomas the Tank Engine. He's from South Korea. Has become a, a star out of nowhere on the PGA Tour. Scottish Open wins the Wyndham Championship to get his status. Had a great President's Cup. And now is trying to win the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. Tie for the lead with Patrick Cantlay, who's a stalwart, former FedEx Cup champion on the, on the, on the PGA Tour. Uh, out there in Vegas, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Golf Channel. Um, looking at that game, uh, sorry, looking at that you know final round matchup, and uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of these games. Uh, Bucks, Falcons, um, your game, Seahawks, Saints. Yeah, golf time. Yeah, I would say for me, the obvious one will be Steelers-Bills. First time ever the Steelers are a two-touchdown underdog in franchise history. Uh, so I guess that one will be number one on my Don't own. be surprised if Minka Fitzpatrick, who I respect 
totally just takes out a frustration late hit on somebody in that game. We'll see. Hey, maybe that'll it's be not his personality, but they've made some colossal... I mean, to let the Jets back into that game last week? I mean, it's... Some of these, some of these mistakes have been completely inexcusable if you are the Steelers. And finally, the segment... Uh, Steve, you're not named Steve. The segment Luke never prepares for the person or player to watch today. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that Lions-Patriots game. I'm going to say Jared Goff, uh, number one offense in the league, but now you go on the road outdoors for the first time this year and you go up against Belichick in New England. I'm curious to see what this Lions team can try to accomplish today, if they can keep this going. I would be more intrigued if that game was after a bye week. It's not after a bye week for either team. Pats have their own issues that they got to figure out really quick. And for me, it's two, it's two things. It's the whole Met roster and it's Tom Kim. And what will Tom do next? That's Luke. We'll see you next week, Luke. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.